Have you ever wished there was like a reset button on your soul? You know, a button you can push and all of a sudden you would have a fresh start. You'd be able to detox from some of those things that have been pushing you down or holding you back. Well, we're gonna share some practical and helpful content with you today on this midweek motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad. And uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, and if you know our setting at Westside, you know I'm clearly not in Oregon right now. And uh, I'm actually traveling in California, and I wanted to bring you some content today from our vault. We're gonna go back to one of our best of episodes where we're gonna share what Pastor Stephen Rady has to say about how to reset your spirit. So take a listen to this. And we are in part five, which is reset your spirit. And like Sam said earlier, we've already gone over resetting your mind, resetting your body, resetting your priorities and resetting your attitude. But all of those things can get reset. But if we don't reset our spirit, none of that other stuff matters. Um, And really, when we heard that song, we talked about the breath in our lives. You know, back in Genesis 1, it talks about that, that God breathed life into Adam. And we're talking, we're talking today about our spirit, not in this, this thing that floats around, our soul, what, what gets us, what fills us up today. And really, we're talking about being in cadence with the Lord, in step, in tune, in march. I think back to wrestling camp, and I always wondered why at the morning run or jog, they'd start us off, lift, lift, and you could see I started off with my right foot, so we'd have to start over and they'd make us go back and lift, lift, you know, and they put us in these tight groups and in these formations, and I couldn't figure out why that was so important. And, you know, of course, we'd have the one kid that would stumble and fall, and then the kids behind them, and, you know, you'd take down the people around you if you weren't in step in, with God or with others. And so that's why this is so important that we figure out how we get there, how we, how we let God take control of our lives. I remember Pastor Gabe talked about um, one time about driving his car, and he was like, and, he, and, he, and he, he talked about Jesus being on the passenger seat. And he's like, why is Jesus on the passenger seat? Shouldn't I have Jesus in the driver's seat who knows the map, who knows where I should be going? And that stuck with me. That stuck with me. So today, as we dive into this, we're going to be talking about Psalms 23. We're going to use that psalm to, to help us understand what God really means by resetting our spirit, his promise. And to understand Psalms 23, I want to paint a picture of how Psalms 23 came about. See, Psalms 23 was written by a shepherd. Maybe you're familiar with him. His name's David. He appears over a thousand times in the Old and New Testament. See, David is important that we, we look at this time and place and when he's writing. And when I talk about shepherds, see, in Palestine, that was, that was the norm, right, for, for there to be lots of shepherds. Because it wasn't the greatest, the hillsides weren't the greatest for farming, so they had to move the sheep to the pastures and protect them in the wilderness. And David was just that, but David was known for a lot of other things. He was known as the giant slayer. Maybe you've heard the story David and Goliath. See, they pulled that shepherd boy who had this faith, this belief that God in control, he could accomplish anything. 
In fact, Acts 13.22b says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do everything I want him to do. Now, David made some mistakes. He was a failed father. He was a sinner. But he also became an ideal king, a faithful friend, an empire builder. See, we have that journey in our lives. And I, I, I focus on that shepherd part of him. Not all the other stuff, but just what he went through being in those mountains, taking care of the sheep, leading them through some of the, the tough, difficult paths. And that's really what God does with us, is, is rides along with us. And, and that's why a shepherd is such a good metaphor when we describe God's love. Often, we find when we get out of rhythm or get out of step of God, that's when we, just, we try to take control of things ourselves. Things like the problems of the world, the things we face. Maybe, maybe we're facing issues like work. And we try to handle it ourselves. Maybe we're facing issues like relationship. We try to carry it ourselves. Maybe there's stress. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's bills, it's money, COVID. Sometimes our problems spill out to others. And, and, but the problem is we, we take all these things and we fill ourselves up with the wrong stuff that we try to handle. You, you see where I'm going here? We don't leave room for the things that are important. And then when we dig down deep and we go, you know, yeah, maybe I can take one of these things and I can handle one of these things, but I can't get down deep to the things that I really need to let go of. And that's how we can find in today how God takes care of us. In fact, Isaiah 41.11 says, he will feed his flock like a good shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms close to his heart. So we're gonna dive into Psalms 23, and I'm gonna read it first, and then we're gonna break it down. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close to me. You are beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. See, when we put our promise that God makes in the Psalms, 
in our lives, it's there. That's when we start feeling the things that are filled up. We break down Psalms 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Now, what's interesting about this is in that time period in the Old Testament, God was often talked about God of Israel. But this psalm is different. This psalm isn't about someone else's relationship with God. This psalm is about David praising with us being able to praise and take literally the meaning from his lips. Like, this is our relationship. This is how we get restored. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one that's going to come after me if I'm that one out of the 99. I have all that I need. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. Think about this. We all got here today, whether you're online or you're in the auditorium, we all got here today because of someone else's help. We didn't, we didn't just get here, right? We didn't, when we were babies, we had to be taken care of as children. Think about that safety where you didn't worry about where your food was coming from because you knew someone had your back. Guess what? The promise is, if you accept Jesus into your heart and you're, sa and you're saved, you're a Christian, Jesus is with you. He's going to provide for you. He's gonna fill you up. Verse two, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. When he takes us to the meadows, that's our time to rest. He doesn't say that there's not gonna be a journey getting there. We're gonna get onto that in just a second. But he leads us. He leads us to green meadows. You wanna know why you're not, you're not uh, full of energy? It's because you're, you're not resting in the meadows that God's leading you to. You're like, oh, this meadow's great, but let me go check this other one out no, no, I'll be back. And you go on this journey where you get out of that rhythm. He leads us beside peaceful streams, the quiet waters of life. You know when you're sitting by a babbling brook and you just, you just hear nothing but just that peaceful stream? That's what God wants for us. He wants us to have that kind of peace. He in verse three, he renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. It's he, it's not me, it's he who leads us along that path. Now that doesn't mean the path's gonna be easy, but he's going to lead us through that. You see, the grass isn't always greener, in that other field, the grass is often greener where you water and fertilize it. And that's what God wants. He wants you to pour the living water, Crystal Geiger today, but <laughs> he wants you to pour him into you. And when that happens, now these things that we couldn't get ourselves surrounded by, now 
Look what's happening. He's taking care of, he's carrying some of these problems. He's carrying some of these burdens. And this is often what it feels like when, when we accept him in our heart and we start surrounding ourselves with his love. He's surrounding our problems. Verse four, even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. That life sometimes gets dark. Let's all be real for a second. Sometimes we can't see our own way. You ever, you ever got up in the middle of the night and you tried to go to the bathroom and there's not a light on and you forgot you left your shoes in the middle of the floor? I've done that. But God's gonna lead you through the dark valleys. Sometimes even the shadows of death, he's gonna lead you through that. I had a huge experience with that having COVID this last year. But I was peaceful because God was leaving me literally through the shadow of death. He's gonna protect us with his rod and the staff. See, in those days, a shepherd had a rod and he had a staff. And that rod was used to club the wild animals, the things that were coming after a sheep. And the staff was used to guide along the path and lead that one sheep back into where he needed to be. It was like, it was like the ninja nunchucks of the day for the shepherds, just so you know. Verse five, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil and my cup overflows with blessings. Think about that for a second. God is promising to prepare a meal for us no matter what war is going on in our lives we're gonna be peaceful enough and know that we're taken care of. Could you imagine in, in, the, in World War II with bullets flying around, the sergeant says, hey guys, time for lunch, and you just stop in the middle of war going around you and you're eating your sandwich? But that's what God promises when we have him on board. When he's talking about you honoring me by anointing my head with oil, he's not talking about the kind of anointing they, they did for a king. He's talking about the blessings that he brings to our soul. And what happens is our cup overfloweth. Now when we keep pouring God into our lives, the promises start to reveal themselves. Now we get to see what God's doing for us. It's not always clear when it's happening, when we're carrying these troubles, but when we keep pouring God into our lives, it doesn't mean these troubles aren't gonna exist, but it means that we have something there to have a foundation with them. Our cup overfloweth. Verse six. 
Verse six, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of our lives and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So when he's talking about the goodness and unfailing love, he's talking about a quality of life. If we trust in him and, and keep that relationship, keep filling ourselves up with the spirit, we have a quality of life. We can rest beside those those quiet waters in, in, in those meadows, those greener pastures. And then, we're not just talking about this life. God promises us when we believe in Jesus that he died on the cross for our sins and we have that relationship with him that we're going to have that quality of life and better in heaven. You see, the bottom line is to have a restored spirit, we need to submit to the shepherd. That's not always easy to do. But I can tell you that it sure makes it a lot easier when we do to handle and face the other problems. See, this psalm reminds us that the things that we face today may not be finished. Although in Portland, we are free from having to wear the mask, that doesn't mean that there aren't things out there that are going on. We're gonna face some other things. But again, sure makes it a lot easier to deal with when we filled ourselves up with the Holy Spirit and we're guided by his will, not our own. When we let him in the driver's seat, and we take the passenger side. Like I said before, he knows the map. Romans 8, 6 says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And that's where it ties everything that we were talking about in this series together. This is when life happens, when you trust in the Lord and give all those troubles to him. See, what we are on the inside will come out of us, especially when we start to feel the pressures and get squeezed. But we have to realize that the pressures and problems of life are really opportunities to prove what we have inside. When someone does you wrong and, and you respond with love, that's not you, right? You know, who's, you know who's making that happen. When things are falling apart, but joy comes out, again, God is blessing our cup and overflowing. When the storm is raging and you have peace, it's him at work. It's him removing those things in our life. Instead of adding to them, he's removing them. And yeah, sometimes... Sometimes we let things go and then, you know what? We, we gotta study a little more and we fill ourselves back up. But it's sure a lot easier than trying to start from the bottom. I, I encourage you to take a next step today. Pastor Gabe mentioned that they were on our app. Maybe today's the day that you've, that you've realized that you're not full of the right thing. 
Maybe it's the first time that you've realized that you need Jesus as your savior. And in just a moment, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask him into your heart. Or maybe the day is the day that you need to recommit to God to follow his will. Maybe you have been that one of the 99 that's been off the path. And today, today, he brought you here or brought you online because he found you. And now it's time for you to respond. So I ask you to take that step and recommit. And I encourage everyone to try to memorize Psalms 23, one through six, because this is gonna carry you if you just came back to this in God's promise in this Psalm, it's gonna carry you when you break it down. See, I know today in America we're celebrating our Independence Day. But right now, I'm encouraging you to celebrate your Dependence Day and realizing that we need to submit and realizing that we need to depend on God for these things, not ourselves. See, Matthew 7, 20 says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. See, you don't go up to a pear tree and expect to find lemons, right? It's the nature of the pear tree to bear pears. See, what's inside the tree will come out by the fruit. See, we don't need to try to bear fruit. We will, we will just bear fruit from our inner nature. When it is the home to the Holy Spirit, our fruit will just happen. And if it's not, if your heart isn't home to the Holy Spirit, you're gonna know it, and so are the people around you. So imagine the impact that we can have in our lives by letting go of all the things that we've tried to control and, and letting God deal with that like he promises he will. You know, I, I know we've, we've been out there struggling with things like COVID and Zoom calls and all these other things that happen in our lives, traffic, time, never seems to be enough time. But when we let the Holy Spirit take over, magical things happen. We get to enjoy the things that are going on around us. That is powerful stuff. Thank you so much, Pastor Stephen. I hope you found that helpful and inspiring. And I wanna ask you to do two things real quick. One, would you subscribe to this channel or this podcast and not miss a single episode going forward, not miss a single uh, bit of motivation and help that'll get you through your week. I hope you'll do that. And secondly, would you consider stopping by a Westside service some weekend, maybe this weekend? You could do that on site at our Portland, Oregon area campus, or you can do that right here online and you can find out all the information you need for either one of those at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We hope you have an awesome week.